What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 360th episode of the Pokemon Podcast, not sponsored by Microsoft. Yet. 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 Super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. With me is Will. And I'm drinking a delicious beverage that's called Sparkling Ice, although it neither sparkles nor is it frozen, mm. which I feel like that was false advertising, but it does taste good. So there you go. Greg also here. I am here. I am back from my break. <laughs> two weeks off. Was it two? Yeah, because yeah. uh, Detective Pikachu. Yeah. We I have a lot going on. We don't have your impressions on Detective Pikachu yet. We'll save those we for don't. later. We'll get to it. We'll, no spoilers, We got a lot to talk about. Although I feel like the two-week grace period's up. If you haven't seen yeah. it now, I don't know. If you what, haven't seen it, what, what are, are you doing? <laughs> why are you listening to this program? But we already have, we already have like a spoiler cast, yeah. so you can listen to that. We got some Pokemon news for you guys today. We have a question of the week. We have a Pokemon of the week. Same old, same old. A little bit of house cleaning right off the bat. We have a subreddit, our reddit.com slash r slash super effective, or I'm sure you just go in your Reddit app or website and type in super effective. It'll get you there. Uh, we had like 450 people last week. We're up to like 510 now. Oh, nice. Growing. Mm. One of you millennials needs to teach me how to learn how to write it, because I don't get oh. it. So what you do is, do you, you think back to the mid-2000s. Um, remember Dig, D-I-G-G? Yes. Okay, so this is the thing. It's Why Dig. do people like this? It's, it, it's so bad. It's the same For, thing like, as Dig, is, is all it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it, it's just they stole the whole concept and just gave it a different color. This is how you use Reddit, Greg. First, you have to be extremely angry, and you need to find a place to vocalize those thoughts. All right. Well, well I mean, he's halfway there. I'm, I'm often angry, but I have plenty of places to vocalize my thoughts. <laughs> well, if you need another place, Reddit is there for you. <laughs> Right See, the, pr- the problem, I think the pro- part of the problem for me and Greg as is that uh, as old white men, we feel free to vocalize our angst wherever we stand. <laughs> to anybody who wants to listen. Oh, man. You over there. Let me tell you about how dumb you are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Before we also get into news. Okay. I don't know if you listened to the podcast last week, Greg. Most of it. We were talking about throwing away raid passes. Okay. Yeah. And I was I I couldn't fathom throwing away raid passes because did you are, throw away raid passes because no, you I'm, bought uh, some? I'm not a monster. To preference, pre, I'm, I need a correction for last week. To preference this, Ooh. it's your money. A new segment. Do what you want with it. If you want to buy a hundred raid passes and throw away a hundred raid passes, you are free. <laughs> it's a free country, at least in America. <laughs> you can do that. You're allowed to do that. But I used uh, analogy. We use these a lot in the show. I said it's like. An analogy or a metaphor? Is it? Is it an, I don't know which I, one I used. But last week I said... <laughs> it's a simile. Last week I said it's like going to the store and buying mm-hmm. a toaster just because the toaster's on sale. A lot of people are buying the better box or the, the expensive boxes, which comes with a lot of raid passes because they just happen to be on sale, right? And I used to struggle with this as a young 20-something Oh, I yes. would I would like log onto the internet, Woot, Amazon, whatever eBay deal of the day, and it's like, well, it's on sale. I eventually <laughs> am going to need a carpet cleaner. I don't know if it's ever going to be on sale again. I don't actually need the carpet cleaner right now. Spoiler alert, it will be on sale again. 
But I feel like I should buy it because if I, what if I, what if next week I do need the carpet cleaner and it's not on sale? That was my example I used last week. And I don't think it's, I, I, I thought about it and I was like, you know what? It's not a good, it wasn't that good. No, it's not. So I thought. Don't the right, don't the right passes come with other things? They do. So it's like buying a toaster and they said, hey, you get this spice grinder for free. I don't want the spice grinder. I need the toaster. <laughs> So I'm going to, like, give the spice grinder to my mom to grind the spices. Because I already have a spice grinder. But in Pokemon Go, you can't give anything. Correct. So I'm going to... Now we've uncovered the real problem. Why can't I give my extras to my friends? Exactly. Also, why can't I keep my Premier Balls? If I catch the thing on the third ball, and I had 13, I should get those 10 Premier Balls to use as I see fit. There was a new raid box for Lapras Day. And it made me realize a better example. It's perfect. I thought of it. Oh, I was thinking geez. about it all weekend. I was oh, like, gosh. here it is. So they came out with the event box for Lapras Day. It came with six raid passes, one super incubator, two star pieces, and one lucky egg. 480 coins, which is $4.80 USD. And we know that six raid passes are $6 on their own. One incu- super incubator is two dollars on their own. Star pieces you can't buy, and a lucky egg is eighty cents. So you're saving a couple bucks getting this event box. And everyone, you know, crunched the math and did the math, and they said the adventure box is still a better deal. Oh, sorry, not the adventure box. My mistake. The adventure box does not come with raid passes. Ultra box also fourteen dollars eighty cents comes with twenty raid passes, four super incubators five star pieces, and four lure modules. So I I was looking at the difference, and I was like, okay, well, if I buy, you know, about three of these event boxes, that's still cheaper than an ultra box, although I have significantly less raid passes. But I have more star pieces. I have one less incubator. And uh, I have... Three lucky eggs, whereas the Ultra Box gives me zero lucky eggs and instead gives me four lure modules that I would never use. And I think that was the whole point I was trying to get across, is people will buy these Ultra Boxes because it's quote-unquote the best deal, but there are things you just never use. Like, I'm not going to... I mean, eventually I'd probably use the lure modules, but that's like four item slots and my thing that I I can either just waste them or they just take up four spots, where I would prefer the lucky egg... Because I'm going to use the lucky egg for Lapras Day, and I don't have any. Long story short, the analogy is, I used to be that person that would go to the grocery store. Let's see, a gallon of milk is $2.50, and the pint of milk is one ninety nine. It would be silly. That's a whole extra pint of milk for $0.50. Cents. Why would I just not buy the, the gallon of milk? And I used to do this all the time. I used to always buy, whether that's like a bag, whether that's milk or any other perishable product, <laughs> like eggs. Oh, I should get the twelve pack, um, and then you know I only end up using two eggs. So I think that was kind of my point: is I just stopped becoming that person because I knew I was never going to finish the gallon of milk. So like, even though the gallon of milk was quote unquote the better deal, I knew I wasn't going to consume it. So is it actually the better deal to pay the extra 50 cents if you're not going to use it? And I think that is a good analogy for these raid passes of like, oh, well, I'm not going to use the raid passes, but it was still a better box. But is it actually a better, like, 
Yes. <laughs> I, I didn't do well I mean, in economics in college. The, so, yeah, so who knows? The point, I mean, the point that I think that you're trying to make is it's not a better deal because a, th- a third of what you're getting, you're never going to use. So you have to sort of wipe those out of the equation when you're doing the math and don't buy them because if you're going to buy them and just throw them away. Pay for something you're actually going to use. It breaks down a little because it's digital products, and you know it may still mathematically work out that the things that you want are cheaper, and you get these extra side things. Your point of don't buy something if you're not going to use it is valid. I mean, I still buy a gallon of milk if I only need a cup out of it because look, I may find other uses for it. See, now you're rethinking your milk pur- purchases. <laughs> no, nah, I mean we buy milk like once a month. Because you don't need milk. I, I buy a gallon of milk every week. You need to get your protein, bro. I get my protein elsewhere, bro. Yeah. Where, from where? All sorts of places. Powders, oh. bars, meats, legumes, you probably <laughs> in, You probably are able to eat soy, and you're holding that right over my head. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the soy. I. That's not Give fair. me your soy. You can have my soy. <laughs> instead of buying the ultra box this weekend i bought two event boxes because i needed the lucky eggs and i didn't want to buy the lucky eggs separately because to me i used everything in the event event box this weekend and i would have not used the ultra box would have gave me way too many star pieces and way too many lure modules that i would eventually use but not but not soon enough that it would just be eating up space in my inventory which i think is uh- just as valuable. Yeah. Space in your inventory is also valuable, which we've learned Correct. because people threw away their rate passes. Correct. Also, <laughs> yes. I should probably use my lucky egg. I have like six and I forget they exist. I think fundamentally you care more about this than I do. And I'd rather just throw my money away, <laughs> pop an egg. I'm just trying to save people of, money. <laughs> save people he money. Don't here. save me money. L- learn from learn from the mistakes. Stop buying uh, gallons of milk. Stop You're buying not going to drink the whole I gallon. Through, I just do get drink the, the whole gallon. <laughs> they I, buy, I drink a minimum of three cups of milk a day. Buy six packs of eggs, not 12. Correct. But I use all the eggs. Buy a half a pound of sugar instead of a I I don't know. Okay, uh, no, sugar don't, don't buy ex- sugar. Sugar doesn't expire. Don't buy sugar. Right? Don't buy wheat. Hold on. No, sugar, sugar does- expires. Yeah, but it's like seven years, right? <laughs> wow, that's some magic sugar you got right there. Yeah, that's a, well, that is like, that is the best sugar. Look, as long as you don't get the sugar wet, it's good forever. Just put it into no. a, a waterproof, fireproof safe. For two years. <laughs> you got two years out of your sugar. Brown sugar may be longer, okay. but not much. Stop going to Sam's Club. Stop buying the four-gallon tub of peanut butter. Okay, but Sam's Club has some really good deals. This if is I a, buy, this if I buy... against everything I just tried to build up. Because you go to Sam's Club, and you're like, ah, the 18 pounds of cream cheese is on sale. Well, I have I to will, buy it. And then you I realize... I will use 18 pounds of cream cheese somehow. I got two dogs that need pills. <laughs> then Ugh. you realize you can't eat 18 pounds of cream cheese before they expires. Not, Not with, with that, that attitude. attitude. <laughs> Moving on to the news. 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 There's nothing about Sword and Shield and I'm getting real mad. Just give me the dang game. Pokemon <sighs> the movie. Dot com. 
three, Pokemon three, the movie, is now on Pokemon TV. That's which one is that one? That uh, one. That one's with Papa Ente. Oh yes, but isn't that with all the unknown? Yes, yeah. Spell mm-hmm. of the Unknown. I think is the subtitle to that movie. Uh, it's on Pokemon TV. It was released in two thousand one. If you want to see it, there it is. <laughs> it's not bad. It's like a little weird. Yeah, it's like very weird writing for somebody for a like little girl to think that Ash's mom is her mom and her dad is an Ente. <laughs> Look. She's recovering from trauma, if I remember correctly. I feel like we've all made that mistake at one point in our lives. Yeah, we all look for mothers and fathers and figures that aren't our parents. (sighs) Speaking of movies, this is off SoraNews24.com. What is this site? Uh, it's, uh, their, their tagline is bringing you yesterday's news from Japan and Asia today. <laughs> You've got to be kidding. How did you find this? I am an expert in finding Pokemon news. And saving you money on cream cheese and milk. And milk. And right passes. Chuck those babies. <laughs> Pokemon, okay, so the, the title of the article is Pokemon Ice Cream Appears in Japan Ahead of Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution Movie. See, now, this is the real test of listeners or returning listeners. If you could make it through my milk slash cream cheese <laughs> argument to this killer news article that I've pulled, <laughs> you now know how good this show can possibly be. It doesn't get any better. Okay, so I've gone to this website. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it's stealing all my information, but go on. All right, good. Gara Gari Gari. Gari Gari Kun now comes Gukun, sorry. Now comes in a special Pikachu variety for a limited time. Hot on the heels of the latest Pokemon movie, where Pikachu and fellow pocket monsters made their their debuts. The world is now getting to see what Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution has in store for us as the first Japanese Japan-made feature-length Pokemon film created entirely in computer graphics. Oh, I didn't actually know that that is... Yeah, I didn't know that either. Huh. There you go. Right. The CG reboot of the very first Pokemon theatrical feature is due to premiere in cinemas around Japan on July 12th, which means it is now time for promotions and collaborations to start appearing in stores. Kicking off things is Japan's top-selling brand of popsicles. Gari Gari Kun. Gari Gari Kun. Hey. Gari Gari is a Japanese onomatopoeia for hard and crunchy. And it's also the name of the mascot, which is a middle schooler with short hair and big teeth. I was going to say it looked like a monkey, but apparently it's a person. Well, it does look like a we, monkey. We does it all kinda. had to go through middle school at some point yeah. in life. I can't and say middle we were schools that are rough. Period. This beloved brand is known for creating some bizarre flavors like spaghetti and cream puff. Okay, no, and okay, maybe cream puff sounds good. Spaghetti, nah. But this summer, they're sticking with the classic flavor and dressing up their packaging design for Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. There will be two different designs to pull from. The star ingredient for the chosen special Pokemon flavor is lemon. My favorite. Which reflects the color of the crowd favorite Pikachu. 
uh, with Mew also in the design. Oh, I guess it looks like a little kid in this picture. Yeah, it looks but... a kid in that picture. The first one, it's well, when questionable. It, yeah. And uh, for those very curious about, uh, you know, the percentage of fruit juice and pulp, uh, it's 11% with lemons sourced from Italy. Ooh. Ooh, those are special lemons. Yeah, those are fancy lemons. Uh, and this ice cream will debut in Japan on May 27th. You heard it here first. This is okay. good as the news gets. Burying the lead, I want somebody to win me the Gary Poke Pouch because that thing is amazing. What does it do? It's just a really cool Pikachu lemon pouch. <laughs> and I want it. Oh, so yeah. eat all of them and get me the special popsicle stick that says I've won. Yeah, so when you eat your ice cream, it will reveal if you won or not on the popsicle stick. It's so cute. Pretty cute. Andrew, you have your work cut out for you. Yeah, Andrew, or my other people that I know in Japan who may or may not be listening to this. Chop, chop. This was sent in by our Slack Addict channel, sent in by Kevin. This is off Kotaku. The Pokemon company didn't like that licky, the Lickitung scene in Detective Pikachu. <laughs> um, this it's is a not good a scene, though. This is not a spoiler. This is like first five minutes of the movie. It has nothing to do with the plot. It just a uh, Lickitung. <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll read it here. Eric Nordbly, the visual effects supervisor in the film, explained to explained that to create the scene where Lickitung uses his giant tongue to lick the main character of the film. They created a giant latex tongue and covered it in fake saliva. Interesting. Uh, interestingly, according to Nor- Norby, the Pokemon company wasn't a big fan of the scene. Quote, that's the one where we got right up to the edge of what they would be comfortable with. End quote. Disturbingly, when the director of the film asked the Pokemon company about Mr. Mime uh, and what he said, they didn't give too much info, saying, we don't know. In fact, the company actually tried to convince the creators not to use Mr. Mime because they were not sure if he would work on screen. The Lickitung is where they drew the line on yep, being no, weird, I guess. No further no further than the Lickitung. Although they're getting a sequel now, right? That had officially been announced? Official? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think it's official. I think they just signed paperwork. No. Craig, when, since we're here. Yes. What what were your opinions on the movie? It's a good it's a good movie. It's not a great movie. <laughs> um the main female character actress is so bad she almost ruined the film. Agreed. She's just she's not she's not given a lot to do, granted. But with the little that she's given, she does absolutely nothing with it. I think overall, it's a fun story. I think people who just want to see it because it's quirky will still get a lot out of it. I agree with Will that at certain parts of the film, it felt like the Pokemon world was sparse because they reused a lot of the models. I get that's budgeting, but I do agree it felt sparse. I still liked it a lot better than a lot of the other movies, especially a lot of the animated movies of late. I think it did everything it set out to do fairly well. Predictable plot, but that doesn't matter because they're always predictable plots. Um, I think the realization of CG that made the Pokemon appear in the real world felt very well done. It felt real. Um, and that's pretty much all I wanted out of the film. So overall, I liked it, but I wish they had a better actress for the main 
uh, female lead. Do you think uh, if they a... had a better female actress, it would be better in any way? Because yes. her character is still pretty bland. I mean, her character is still pretty bland, but so is so is the main character, right? Like Tim is not exactly full of depth, but he at least brought something to make his scenes interesting. When it was just her alone or they're conversing, it just felt those things felt unbearably long because she was giving nothing so if somebody was there to make them more exciting yes i think it would have been a better film um it, it at least would have felt like those scenes clipped along or had more interest instead of like yes she's here as the girl and the interest of whatever um let's just move past because we want to get to the pokemon like i would rather have had her psyduck there the entire time because the psyduck acted better and we, I think anybody who's done theater at any point will clearly understand that a great actor can take the most mediocre of roles and make it tremendous. It's not well, just the, yes. the words on the paper. It's the interpretation and how you bring that to life. Yeah. I mean, and it could have been some of the direction, too. They could have directed her to be very bland. Um, having not seen her in anything else, I can't make a judgment call. Uh, whether it was the direction or her acting, but she was definitely the unfortunate weak point, especially since she's the only female, really, main character. For her to be that weak was just sort of like, eh. Hey, That's Rita Ora was a top scientist, and I will not let that be forgotten. I yeah, don't know who Rita Ora is, but people had, tell me that that's a person. Had five minutes of screen time. I mean, At still, but portraying a, a woman as a lead scientist in a scientific organization, I give them respect for that. Yeah, but they didn't use it well. <laughs> like, it's just not enough. It just wasn't enough. Well, it's never enough. <laughs> but <laughs> look, I they mean, had a, they had a hundred minutes. <laughs> yeah, I I think I think they proved that they can do it. I think they proved they can do it well enough, and that if they get more money in a bigger budget next time that they can really take it somewhere like as their first outing i think it was very very solid um and i would see it again sure like unlike most of the pokemon movies are like i never need to see that again i would see detective pikachu again absolutely it's pretty good praise right there would yeah you it's see probably it gonna again? be like the godfather where the second one <laughs> is actually the better movie yeah probably and i won't spoil stuff so no spoilers but there are certain things that i thought found surprising at the end well, let's take a break. I cannot think of a Godfather transition, but <laughs> <laughs> that's good. But we'll be right back. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, some new stuff coming to Pokemon Go and a t-shirt. That's our big thing is this uh, t-shirt issue with um, Sword and Shield. Ooh, the t-shirt scandal. Yeah, drama, drama. Uh, so we will be right back. Microsoft. Uh, they had the best presentation because they had this voice that kept saying, Exclusive. 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 Over and over and over. It was great. And it was like literally the same voice every single time. Exclusive. 
and we are back. Uh, let's talk about some stuff off Pokemon Go Live. Oh, and Pokemon.com. Both Pokemon Go related news, but the first bit of news here is Pokemon Go's June Community Day will feature Slack Off and a special move. Pokemon Go trainers can catch loads of Slack Off and evolve into Slacking that will know a special move during this monthly event. The normal type Pokemon Slack Off will be the star of this weekend's Community Day. This Community Day will be on Saturday, June 8th from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. They're still doing the afternoon times in your local time zone. Uh, you have the opportunity to catch plenty of Slack Off during the three-hour span, but if you evolve into... Uh, if you evolve Vigoroth, the evolved form of Slackoth, into Slacking during uh, or up to one hour after the event, your Slacking will know a special move that is it is normally unable to learn. The move will only be available to slack Slacking during the community day. You'll even have a chance to encounter a shiny Slackoth if you're lucky. Additionally, lures will last three hours, and eggs placed in incubators will hatch four times faster. Uh, check back for the special move and have fun on your Slack Off day. But we don't have to check back Pokemon.com because the official Taiwanese Pokemon Go Twitter tweeted that that special move is Body Slam. <laughs> wow. And then they proceeded to delete the tweet. <laughs> now, it is possible for Niantic to change that. Why? I don't know if there's a specific charge move that's going to make Slack Off much better. I mean, I'm still... Will, how do you feel that Pride Month Community Day is a slack-off? Well, I okay. feel like it should have been one of the bears. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, sloths and bears are somewhat related. I mean, um, I'm, I'm buoyed by the fact that it's pink. That does help. But here's something that I have been very remiss in, in, in forgetting to mention to folks. We we never uh, promoted that my article is in the Boston Pride Guide. Yeah, it's so good, and it's about Pokemon. So yeah. that's like news. But here's the thing: so I was speaking with Jesse, who is the kind of like editor in chief of the Pride Guide, I think, and she said that they're going to organize a Pride-based event kind of using my article as uh, to promote it around Community Day. Oh, fun! So, I mean, I think that's cool. Just as long as people are having fun, then I'm happy. Still should have been great. a bear. <laughs> uh, did you guys see the little, uh, like, Instagram, YouTube video they did with Slack Off? Is that the one where it's, like, clinging to the... I saw the picture of it clinging to the trainer's leg. Yeah, it was, was that like part that, of it. Yeah, it was like um, yeah. I don't know, like ten seconds long, but it was super well done and really cute. And I hope they continue doing that in the future. It's so weird what they spent. <laughs> like they didn't do it for trainer battles, but they do it for Slack Off Community Day. Like, <laughs> what is the deal? It's so weirdly inconsistent. I don't understand. All right, hang on. I have no answers. I'm sure um, most people who listen to the show are, are pretty versed in like the lore of uh, the slacking line. I know that for me, I love, love, love Vigoroth. It's one of my favorite Pokemon. Uh, I love the booty. Got that booty. That it has, uh, I think its ability is Inner Spirits, I believe, where it cannot be fall put to sleep at all. 
So fun fact, that is out of all the Pokemon in Black and White and Black and White 2, Vigoroth is the only Pokemon that cannot go into the dream world because you cannot put it to sleep. <laughs> I think it's Vital Spirit. <laughs> vital Spirit, yeah, sorry. Vital Spirit ability. I said inner, my bad. Um, so it's literally the only Pokemon that can't go into the dream world because it doesn't have a hidden ability. It doesn't have anything else. It just cannot be put to sleep, which I, I love about it. If you're one of the many people that keep asking for Walt's Community Day, don't worry. Just continue to ask for it every single month. You'll eventually be right. Yay! Whether that will be next month Patterns. or in a year. <laughs> if you just keep asking for it, you know, eventually you'll be right, I suppose. Uh, I don't think... I just don't ever, I, I, I don't ever see Nantic and prove, prove me and a couple other people wrong, but I don't ever see them making slacking have a fast new move besides Yon that goes against the entire lore behind that evolutionary line. Pretty on board with the body slam being the accurate thing. I don't think it's going to be a yeah. new quick type move. It just does it defeats the purpose of what that lore behind it is and if you were like but it makes it a bad pokemon y- yep <laughs> when has anybody ever cared about that ever yeah yeah it's uh that's that's what it does it it goes to sleep and uh does its thing well the thing is like slacking is tied i think with regigigas as like the most power, one of the most powerful Pokemon. It's just like mm-hmm. got the best base stats out there. So they had to hinder it by making it so that it doesn't do anything every other turn. That's the whole point. That hindrance is actually still good um, because it benefits from stuff like Giga Impact and Hyper Beam in the main series game where Hyper Beam takes two turns. So if Slack Off Hyper Beams. It can't use hyper. It can't attack next turn, but also it will be loafing around next turn, um, and because its its attack power is out of control, and it gets the stab from hyper beam, it's almost worth it <laughs> to you know pass turn. Now, obviously, that doesn't completely translate to Pokemon Go, but I believe that Slack Slack King and Mewtwo are the only two Pokemon that have had their stats manually changed by Niantic because of how powerful they were. Um, Otherwise, the stats in Pokemon Go are how the CP is determined is based actually off a translation. There's a formula that does it, but they're all true to what they should be. So that's why Raichu caps at a certain CP. That's why Tyranitar, Dragonite, and Articuno, they have the CPs they have is because it's based off their base stats. So... I th- there might be one more, but Slack King and Mewtwo had to manually come down just because their their base stats were so, so much higher. Not every community today has to be the world's best Pokemon. Uh, I don't think no. anyone's, you know, using Blastoise as a water attacker. <laughs> I think there are just better water Pokemon to use. I still think Vaporeon is like one of the best water attackers in the game, and it's... I thought you just had to name your EV Vapor Man, and then it's yeah, <laughs> just Vaporeon. Va- just Vapor Man, yeah. That, uh, that nickname actually works. Unlimited times. The Rainer, that only works once. But Vapor Man. Yeah. Vapor whew, Man. You get all the EVs. Speaking of water type attackers, uh, this is off Pokemon Go Live. A legendary return Kyogre, Groudon, and Cresselia reawaken in raids. Trainers, we hope you're enjoying extraordinary raid week so far. I've yet to see a bronze or a raid. 
Uh, we have, we're excited to announce the three legendary Pokemon you can look forward to seeing in five-star raid battles. Expect to see some legendary Pokemon return, riled up, ready to battle. Cresselia will be on Monday, May 27th to Tuesday, June 18th. This psychic-type legendary Pokemon is said to rep represent the Crescent Moon, but don't let its graceful exterior lull you during battle. The psychic-type po Pokemon is weak to bug, ghost, and dark types, so be sure to have those ready. And this will debut Shiny Cresselia for the first time. Ready! Kyogre will be returning June 18th to June 27th. The Sea Basin Pokemon is said to have widened the sea and waged battle with Groudon. This water type is weak to grass and electric. Can you earn this powerful creature's trust and convince it to battle alongside you? No. Yes. You may encounter a shiny cry Kroger. <laughs> shiny Kroger. Groudon. Groudon is said to have dueled titanically with Kyogre before falling into a deep slumber. It's a ground-type Pokemon, so trainers will need water, grass, and ice types for your best bet to defeat this powerful Pokemon. It will debut, or return, I should say, June 27th to July 10th, and Shiny Groudon will also return. Uh, the important note about Cresselia here is that it will uh, exist over... Pokemon Go Fest, unless they have done what they've done before, which is bring back a different Pokemon <laughs> and then remove Cresselia <laughs> for that Saturday and Sunday. It's possible. It's possible, but uh, Cresselia has, I think, the longest uh, time frame here. I can do yeah, it's dates. It's pretty big. But there you go. Those three are returning. So now you know for the next uh, six, seven weeks what your raid bosses were, will be. So that means Azelf will be uh, leaving by the time this podcast comes up. It doesn't say Azelf is sticking around. So, ah, sorry, Azelf for the, the, the Americas, uh, Yuxi for the uh, Asia, and then Mesprit for everyone else. <laughs> Europe, 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 Africa. Your Africa. Your Africa. There's probably an actual word for them, isn't there? Mid, 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 wet, continental middle. No. <laughs> the middle people. And we're all going to go fast. We've talked about this before, right? Yep. yep. We'll be there on Friday and Saturday, except I think Greg leaves on Saturday. I leave Saturday. Yes. I have a wedding reception. Uh, but we'll be down there all day on Friday. Uh, we'll be down there, I believe, Thursday night. We should be getting yep. down there, depending on when yeah. people arrive into Milwaukee. I don't know where everyone's flight is. And then we'll be leaving Saturday night. So, unfortunately, you're going to Pokemon Go Fest on Sunday. Probably will not be able to see you. Uh, but we should be around Friday night, probably just playing Pokemon in yeah. the area. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Okay, here's the drama. Yes. Drama alert. There should be like some beeps or <laughs> moving on. Exactly. This was sent in from Gabe in our Slack community attic channel here, but uh, I actually have a couple sources up here. Uh, we'll read it off Kotaku. Uh, well, let's let's pref well, let's let's back up. Let's back up here real quick. There was a contest. 
the Pokemon Company Company and Uniqlo, which is a clothing brand. You listen to the Carve, my Monster Hunter podcast that I do with Micah. We actually recently talked about Uniqlo um, because they just did a series of Monster Hunter, uh, 15th anniversary Monster Hunter shirts. So they work with a bunch of brands, uh, but they work with a bunch of companies. They decided to work with the Pokemon companies. So the thought, the 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 goal here was to get a bunch of artists to make T-shirts. Amateur artists. Look, this is not, not going to turn not paid in, for artists. This is not going to yeah. turn into a conversation. How I feel about companies exploiting artists for know, that's what I'm just saying. But yeah. just they, they don't don't make it sound like they got like. Vincent Van Gogh to go and design a t-shirt. <laughs> They're like, hey, dude, uh, doing that graffiti on the street, why don't you make a t-shirt and we'll make you famous? I don't think that, I don't think anyone who has ever been in any of these contests is, have ever walked away famous. If anyone could name who designed that Monster Hunter uh, greatsword in Monster you're, Hunter you're, World. You're getting into that territory of complaining about these contests again. I, fame is defined by the person who, themselves. So, okay. next step, scandal. So, they were going to pick three people to win. Those three people would get t-shirts actually made and sold into the stores. They wouldn't get none of the money for the t-shirts that were being sold. But they could brag that their design was on a shirt. The grand prize winner would win money. They would win $10,000, which is a good chunk of change. And they would also, besides having their, besides the money, besides having their shirt sold in stores, their shirt would also be put into Sword and Shield as a shirt the character could wear and I assume probably go to a shop and buy, which... Uh, we haven't talked about, I think it was already a given, but character customization is in Sword and Shield. You'll be able to change your outfits and stuff. Hopefully better hairstyles and more choices for the boy models, please. Or just make the clothing non-gendered and we that can all too. wear whatever we want to wear. So earlier this week, the Japanese clothing company Uniqlo announced uh, that the chi- a Chinese artist named Li Wenpei won the UT Grand Prix contest for designing Pokemon t-shirts. Lee Wynn was set to win $10,000. I'm assuming it doesn't say what the currency. I would probably say, because this is written for an American audience, I would probably say that was the translation to America, $10,000 USD. And have his design featured in Pokemon Sword and Shield, set to come out on Switch later this year. Uniqlo now says that when uh, pay has been disqualified for adhering to the contest rules. Uniqlo, the Japanese... Or not adhering to the contest rules, thank you. If you adhere to the rules, you can't be disqualified. Failing to adhere. Did I miss the word failing? There you go. Um, Uniqlo, the Japanese global apparel retailer, today announced that he he has been disqualified for the grand prize and the other finalists in the Pokemon-themed UT Grand Prix design contest after learning that the design's in question were not in accordance with the terms of the competition. Uniqlo will not award the grand prize to another entrant or sell merchandise featured in the designs. When Pai's design included a stylized rendering of Gyarados sitting above a trio of Magikarp. One of the possible reasons the design may have been disqualified may have been because it was not the first time When Pai had used the design for commercial purposes, 
which is against the rules of the competition. According to a translation and now a deleted post on the Chinese social website, Sina Weibo, uh, which was translated by Nintendo Soup, which I do have their article up here, when, when Pi had previously sold some phone cases with the artwork on it. And the design ended up on a t-shirt. Uh, when Pi claimed that the subsequent appearance on the t-shirt was due to people pirating his work. In a follow-up post, when Pi explained that matter to Uniqlo. Uniqlo may withdraw prizes and or terminate merchandise of t-shirts with the winning artworks without prior notice to an entrant irrespectively of the original originality of the artwork submitted by the entrant, if similar artwork is already publicly available from outside Uniqlo stores. This was stated in the rules of the contest. When asked for comment, Uniqlo will not confirm the reason when Pi was disqualified from the contest. <sighs> There's a lot to take in. So yep. Nintendo Soup does have a screenshot of when Pi's artwork on a phone case that when Pi admitted to selling, there is a for those unfamiliar with it's this is a podcast. It's going to be hard to describe. It is a um, it looks to be like an origami ish Gyarados with three almost origami looking Magikarp below it, and then below that it says King of the Ocean. That was the shirt design. If we yep. look at the phone cases, it's the same artwork, no text. But there's three Magikarp above and below Gyarados, and then they also sold a shiny version where there are the gold Magikarp and then the red Gyarados, and they were selling it for 180. Uh, I'm not sure if that's yen or or uh, I don't know the currency in China. Uh, it's yuan, I think. Yeah. Y u a n. Um. So I'm not completely sure what that was being sold for, but um. He did admit to selling the cases. Apparently, they were pirated and put on shirts, which I think is a problem with... It's not a problem with shirts or designs. of Ch China pirates a lot of stuff. You see that with, like, Apple stuff or... A lot of things. One, I think it's a great design. And it's sad that it's not in the game. Because I think... I really do like the design. But you sell... Like... It, you sold it on phone cases, which is, like, there's no getting around that. Like, they said it can't be sold on anything before. And, like, you can make the argument that, well, he thought it was only t-shirts. But I think, like, there's nowhere to go from that. But also the fact that they're awarding it to nobody is also weird. Like, That's there had pretty to have sketch, been, yeah. There had to be a runner-up. But, I mean, looking at the runner-up, like, looking at all the ones, I think all of them, all of the other ones that, that they show were in the contest, I think were probably harder to make in the game. And so, they just said no to all of it. Like, there's so, the fact that they're saying no to everybody is really weird. Like, I don't know what's going on there. Is like, there... Because there has to have been a runner-up. Is there legal... I'm asking this to you guys because you're smarter than me. Is there, like, um... Is legally is it weird to say like we're taking our grand prize and applying it to number two if that w if the second the runner up if there's nowhere in the rules for that? Oh heck no. No, no. no. I'm sure the contest rules say yeah. somewhere like we can give the prize to anybody we want. Right. Okay. There's there's like, no binding law of prize right. <laughs> delivery. Right. And there's I mean, there's long precedent of the 
first the the winner being disqualified and the runner up winning. Like that happens everywhere. I mean, so, it happens in the Olympics. It happens across the board. So the fact that they're just saying no to everybody is super weird. Now it could be that Pokemon Company said there's no way to change it and go to one of these other designs. We will not be able to program it in on time. Um, and so therefore Pokemon Company could have said, so no, we won't take anything because we're past the date when we could have added that bit of clothing in. That is, that is exactly what my thinking is. It's like um, that they had a very tight because I mean, right? It's it's May. It's almost June. It's May. This game is coming out in five months. They've they've got to be done done because they got to start doing packaging and delivery. But yeah. um, and the same for Uniqlo, right? They've right. got to. They probably have like a billion of these Gyarados T-shirts printed that they just can't sell now. And they're like, we're not doing, an, it's just right. too huge of a loss. And you know what? That $10,000 would be adding on to that loss that we're not making from being not being able to sell these t-shirts. So we've got to scrap the entire thing. I mean, I think really it's just if you look at dollars and cents, which, you know, isn't fun and contests are supposed to be fun, but you can't take a huge business loss just right. because somebody basically cheated. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just really unfortunate that they didn't catch it before they awarded the prize, right. right? And like, I'm still the cheated thing is really weird. Like, it's still like it's still I see like the artist's point of view. It's still an original work of art that they submitted was never on a T-shirt until it was pirated, um, and that's an unfortunate situation. In well, and of itself, no, I but, see. I have a counter argument to this too because. Dude, if you're that good of an artist that you could come up with that design for a phone case or something, make a new design for yeah. the contest. Yeah. Don't reuse. So then what my suspicion is that, that it's not really his design. And he got the design from somebody else who, for whatever reason, is not able to make a statement saying it was their design originally. And he's actually not capable of making a new design. I mean, there's a lot of speculation. Yeah, that, The thing yeah. is, is, it stinks. Um, it's sad to everybody who entered and nobody gets anything um it's sad that we're like we're not gonna get a kind of cool shirt in the game um yeah i better have a black t-shirt with a vanillish on it or vanillite on it i've always yeah. i've always disliked contests like this uh i will say for like the monster hunter contest multiple reasons to bring a monster hunter here uh capcom specifically said that you cannot like, don't even share this design with anyone. Don't post it on Twitter. Don't post it on Instagram. Don't post it on Facebook. Design your weapon. Send it to us. We will post it. Um, and then they would post it with the any logos or names blurred out because they didn't want people to vote on designs purely because they knew a specific artist made it. Right. Which I think is a, 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 a very good way to go about that. Um, because in this case now with this Gyarados... Uh, Magikarp shirt. If Uniqlo decided to proceed to sell these, well, people can already buy them for probably significantly cheaper um, and probably less quality <laughs> yep. uh, in China. And go to you know Redbubble uh, right now. They they love stealing people's designs. Oh yes, they do. They love going to somebody's DeviantArt, pulling your design, 
putting it on a shirt, and Redbubble doesn't care. If no one's going to complain, if no one catches it, they're going to Redbubble's keep going to going to keep taking their twenty five percent or however much they take, which is don't ever use Redbubble. Uh, but, but what about second and third place winner? Uh, second place did win a cash prize of two thousand dollars. Third place won a cash prize of one thousand dollars, and their designs will still be manufactured. Um, by Uniqlo and still sold by Uniqlo. Um, I'm sure somewhere in the terms and agreements, when you submit a design for this contest, if it's... This has killed me for so long. Terms and conditions. What did I terms, say? Terms and agreements. Oh. It's terms and conditions. It's This is yes. fundamental to Will Anderson's day, it, every day, Monday to Friday job. And Just call them the T's burns and C's. My That's e, what we call and them in, C's. All right, so we call them in the biz. To the T's and C's. Is that better, Will? Yep. Thank you very much. If your design is picked, I'm very confident that somewhere in the T's and C's it says Uniqlo now owns your design. I, I'm sure. So I'm, this is I'm also sure. another uh, rationale for why they may not be able to do a production run of the design because if they did print a t-shirt with that design on it, whoever in China made the t-shirt with the design on it might sue them. It opens them up to a lawsuit and say, well, this was our original design. We made the original t-shirts on this. Why is Uniqlo stealing our intellectual property? Yeah, it gets, I mean, it gets real dicey because if it's indeed stolen and his claim that they stole the artwork for t-shirts against his wishes, like, it's a mess. I mean, it's it top to bottom. It's just a great big mess. And I, I as a company absolutely would say yes they would bail like we're out um yeah it's it's a mess i feel so bad for the second place winner same not only did they get shafted because if 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 this guy would have got disqualified before they picked second place would have i mean logically who knows probably would have been first place probably yeah they would have got ten thousand dollars and they would have got got their game or their shirt to be in Sword and Shield, which we could have wore as characters of people who plan to spend $60 on Sword and Shield. And instead, now they're in this position where they came in second place. They didn't get the the 10000 They got 2000 which is still pretty good. They're still getting their t-shirt made. But now they have to like live with the fact that they were runner-up. And because somebody, quote-unquote, did not follow the terms and conditions, they will always have that knowledge of like, well... If Uniqlo caught this earlier, and I'm sure it's very hard to look through a bunch of submissions and try to like try to see if the design is out there. Um, but man, I bet that person does not feel. I bet they feel they felt pretty okay coming in second place, but now I feel I maybe maybe they're happy. I don't know, but I would be pretty pretty upset. Well, the fundamental thing to learn from this is don't ever enter any contests. Also, Uniqlo needs to start making slim fit shirts because all of their no. shirts are slim fit. They do Japanese <laughs> yeah. sti- sizing, which is like no. take whatever the American size is and reduce it by five. Some of us who don't like slim fit and don't fit into slim fit would like the slim fit shirt trend to end, please. <laughs> yes. And I would like for Uniqlo to make a large that is like a 43 inch chest and not a 35 inch chest. Right. You have to really look at them size charts, cause we. I'm I'm sure Uniqlo's not. I'm sure they're done saying stuff. They haven't. 
commented to anyone's articles about what the reason why this design is not going forward, but I think it's pretty set in stone that they're just moving on. Yep. It never happened. <laughs> Basically. Brings us to our question of the week. Now is the time for the question of the week. Yeah. This one is from Patrick. They say, if you could bring a feature from previous games like Contest, Pokemon following you, Pokemon spawning in the overworld into Sword and Shield, what would you choose? <sighs> okay, so we don't know if overworld is here or not. I would pick overworld, but if it's already in there, I want secret bases back. I love secret bases. No. Yes. <laughs> blissy bases, blissy bases, blissy bases, yeah. blissy bases. I mean, blissy bases were good for like leveling up, but that's like almost the only utility of secret bases whatsoever. What if nah. it just gave you more options to level up than one specific Pokemon? But, yeah, exactly. But, like, with better connectivity, you could go visit your friend's secret bases, you could interact with them. Yeah, it was called uh, Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, and uh, nobody did the secret bases, so... Yeah, no one well, did. you didn't do it. I did it, and a lot of other people did it, and we loved our secret bases, and you all missed out. I mean, I did the set of secret bases you had to do in order to do the whole level up thing for doing competitive Pokemon breeding, and then that's all the secret basing I ever did. I loved them. So I can tell you what I don't want to come back, and I love you, Unova, but I don't want Pokemon musicals back. I don't want Pokemon movies back. Stay, no movies. Stay where you were. <laughs> no I, to the movies. Please, no I, movies. I want contests to come back. I think contests are just such a fantastic mechanic for people who don't want to battle. And it's like, here's another way to play competitive Pokemon without having to be, like, attacking and fighting and everything. And I just, I really wish they would bring that back. What about, and, Will, your Pokeathlon in HeartGold SoulSilver? No, garbage. Really? Oh. Yeah. You're garbage. I kind of liked it. That was garbage. It was awful. No, it's like, I would like it, if they bring contests back, I would like it that, like, at the beginning of the game... It'd be fun if you could say, I'm going to go for the eight contest ribbons instead of the eight badges and like yes. have a different way of progressing through. Yes, that would 100%. be awesome. They will never do it, but I think it would be cool. And then you could have your secret base where you could have all your contest medals. See, it all comes back to secret bases. Oh, I understand. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am, I'm not one to want things to return. Obviously, things do return, like gyms and Pokemon <laughs> and Elite Fours. Uh, but if I was to pull from an older game, uh, I would like Seasons to return. Yeah, yeah, Seasons could return. Um, just for the just for the beginning, get all the Saws buck, please. Thank you. I I just think Seasons would. I think one of the things that X and Y does really well is they provide a lot of different Pokemon throughout every route. Um, so just a quick example, uh, when you play Black and White or Black and White 2, uh, your options on the first couple routes are like Purloin and Patrat. And that's kind of it. And even even with something like Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, your options are you know, Bellsprout or Oddish, depending on what game, and then Pidgey and Rattata. Um 
Obviously, there are way less Pokemon in that game, but I just gave you a Gen 5 game that also follows that same trend. Uh, and then Gen 6 specifically, just I think um, the very first route you can get Pokemon are on. There are nine different species, including like Burmy and uh, Dunsparce and Meryl and Fletchingler um, and four others that I can't really think of off the top of my head. But there's like eight Pokemon on that first route. And in the forest, I think there's up to 10 different Pokemon. Whereas, you know, going back to Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee or, you know, a Unova game, you might have closer to four or five, not counting yeah. evolutions, because obviously you could have Caterpie and Metapod, but <laughs> I don't think that's, like, fair to <laughs> count them as different. More biodiversity, please. Yes. So, now that we're getting more and more Pokemon uh, in Pokemon games, or, you know, at 809 as of this podcast... It would be nice to have seasons to not only give you a variety of Pokemon on every route, but I think black and white change seasons monthly. Um, and I yes. think a lot of games, uh, like the new Forza game, changes seasons weekly, which I think is probably a little bit better. Um, that way you can get a taste of all four seasons in a month. But to then really dramatically change those spawns, every week i mean maybe keep two or three pokemon the same like hey dunsparce is always going to spawn no matter what but if it's summer you're going to get fletchingler and you know in the winter birds fly south well i guess he's a firebird maybe that's a bad example um <laughs> but, firebird would still fly south yeah uh but it gives people a reason to go back to you know older routes and stuff and like hey you know what i wasn't on route four um ever in spring because i started the game in summer and i already left and you know now it's spring and i've never been to that back to that route what pokemon are spawning there and there's also the fact like with the snow banks and the yeah. leaf piles that they opened up new areas and everything so you could only get to those areas during certain months so it definitely gives you a reason to come back yeah i mean they have to balance that with the fact that they have shorter attention pins that they're dealing with in kids and parents who have to deal with those kids playing games at certain times. Hey, you know what? Like, kids have had Pokemon for far too long. It's time for the Pokemon game right. for adults. It is. Pokemon After Dark. Oh, dear. Will, give us our Pokemon of the Week. Are you sure you can handle it? Mm-hmm. I don't remember yes. last week. I need the clues. I do. <sighs> well, I don't have last week's open, so you have a moment to think about it. While I get that one opened up again. All right. Clues from last week. Um, has to do with sewing. It's possibly related to uh, hikikomori, which are the Japanese term for people who have social anxiety and shut themselves away in their houses and don't ever go out. Um, it is available in our Slack community. Uh, it has the ability Overcoat, which it shares with another Pokemon that has the same type combination as it, but it only keeps this type combination where the other one changes its type combination. Um, and Ash had one, and he actually evolved it. Um, but he left it behind with Professor Oak when he left for Kalos. This is so easy, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super easy. I think I got it. All right, what do you think? Uh, it's... Swadloon. It's Swadloon. You are correct, it is Swadloon. With a, with a real sweet shuffle icon. 
What the sewing? Is it because it makes string shot? What? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Did you not say the first clue was about sewing? Yeah. Yeah, because Lee Vanny and Swadloon and Suwaddle, they're all about like having turning leaves into clothes yeah, and sewing that's things. The whole thing. Oh. I guess I didn't get there with that. Yeah, Lee Vanny's whole thing is making Did you clothing. not watch black and white cartoon? Because the whole thing with right. Levani was she was constantly making clothes and sewing oh, for I, all um, the Pokemons. I know Ash has one because he uses it during the tournament. Had, had one, uh, but I did not see where he caught the Swadloon or Seawaddle. Um, I did not get so Seawaddle, so Seawaddle. So yes, that's the one he caught. It was really cute, little mm-hmm. little dude. Uh, I got to the last episode of Black and White I distinctly remember was when all the sand dials bit each other's tails to then form a bridge. <laughs> you didn't get far enough. No. That's, That's like 25 ep, episodes. There's Ugh. like 100 episodes. Oh, I know. Don't. I know. <laughs> well, you're not. That's a fourth of the way through, sir. Point of order, sir. No, no real trivia here about. Swaddle, Sw- sorry, Swaddle, Um, it evolves from Seawaddle into level twenty, and then it evolves into Lavani, Lavani. Uh, when having high friendship, yes. Can you guess the other Pokemon I was referring to that it pe- could be confused for? It's Burmy and Wormadam. Yep, because they also wear clothes. Yes, but they change depending on where you. Yes. So, for example, if you live in Milwaukee, you will only get trash Burmese because Milwaukee is a trash city. <laughs> it is trash. <laughs> Correct. Wow. Well, thank goodness I've changed my mind and I'm not moving to Milwaukee. Good so. call. Well, if you need trash Burmese, we got them here. We got them. Got nothing but trash. Oh, we got all boy, the trash oh Burmese. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, last week was uh, super easy mode. This week's ultra hard mode. Oh, no. I'm bad at the ultra hard one. You guys got to listen extra carefully. And I will say, it is okay to look stuff up on the internet to try to solve this one, because it really is extra hard ultra mode. Okay. All right. A lot of us in the United States have memories of periodic lice checks in elementary school. Much like the exams for colorblindness conducted by the school nurse, we would be sent one by one to literally have our heads examined. For some reason, I was caught a few times, especially when I lived in Hawaii. I am not certain my mother understood the first time I was sent home because I had ukus. When I was young, rid and special combs were the only solutions to be found. When I moved back to New York, my family lived about 90 minutes away from Gillette Castle. Gillette Castle is situated on the Connecticut River between that river and the Thames River. It is pronounced that way in Connecticut, and next to a town of particular infamy. This town has given its name to a disease that was first identified in 1975 with the particular bacterium cause identified in 1981. This disease is spread by a very particular animal, similar to lice, whose scientific name is Ixides scapularis. It seems odd, then, that even though this week's Pokemon and Deerling first appear in the same Pokemon games, 
neither of their Pokedex entries mention the other. Deerling does, however, first appear on the route just before this week's Pokemon appears. There may have been some explanation of this misconnection as Hollywood has revealed to us. While many Pokedex entries indicate that this week's Pokemon may attach itself to larger Pokemon and feed off static electricity generated by their movements, some state that urban residents may latch onto power outlets to feed. While we did not get to experience this on screen, there was some indication of something similar. Sadly, this Pokemon cannot be found in the wild in Alola. Possibly they are all attached to other Pokemon or hiding under people's hats. They can be somewhat helpful when hunting particular Pokemon there, though. If you have one with one of its typical abilities out, not the hidden ability, wild Pokemon will be more likely to call for help. I don't know why this ability is called Unnerve. I think this week's Pokemon is very cute. I actually know what this is. I oh. do, too. I do, Maybe too. it's not ultra hard mode, then. Dagnabbit. I have a reason why I know what this is, but I won't I spoil it. I made it too easy at the end. I won't spoil it. I knew what it was for actually a while. Yeah, um, I, I've known for... I sings things to my heart. <laughs> oh, Lord. So now the listener knows that we know it. That might be the first time Greg and I knew it right off the bat. Yeah. We're getting better at this. And that will wrap up our show. Uh, this will come out May 27th, which means we have two more shows before Pokemon Go Fest, which we will be at. One more show for the next community day, which is uh, Slack Off. I applied for a panel at PAX West, and I have booked a hotel room at PAX West. Not booked my flights yet, uh, but Greg and We're I... working on it. Greg and I plan on going to PAX West. So that's just a little bit of house cleaning there, just trying to get things up, getting things planned for the rest of the year. I, and I believe we're all, I don't know if Greg's going to Worlds now that I'm thinking about it. I am not. Uh, uh, all of my budget has been eaten up by all these other things. So, But I will be at Worlds with um, Will. I mean, I should still be living here in D.C., so yeah. Sound very upset about that. <laughs> we're going to fix much. that. We're going to fix that soon, though debatable no we're gonna fix it so pokemon worlds uh i believe is the next event after go fest and then pax and then twitchcon um so i think those are all the events for the year hopefully just a reminder if you want if you like reddit and you want to hang out r slash super effective on reddit i've been told if i consistently repeat myself over and over you guys will eventually remember uh, also stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash pkmncast. Um, we are currently trying, as of this week, we should be trying to complete the Pokedex in Black 2, which is extremely hard because the GTS is closed and you cannot trade backwards. And I traded a lot of Pokemon up, and now I can't get them back, so i got to recatch them again. So that is our goal right now in Black and White 2, ultimately to get the Shiny Charm, um, and just to do it, just to say that we did it. It's a pretty hard thing to accomplish, so um, set, set the Can bar high. Can I get high. my copy of White 2 back when I come visit? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Since it's, there's no Pokemon on it, uh, you can have it back. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, have a good, if you're in the United States, uh, hope, uh, enjoy your three-day weekend. If you had one, if not, sorry. 
You can follow Will on Twitter at WashInTheSink. You can follow Greg on Twitter at WhiteWing. And you can follow me on Twitter at DraggingALake, at Pokemon Podcast on Twitter. And if somehow you stumbled upon this episode, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Sweet little Swadloon. Cute. Swadloon's not cute. Swaddle is cute. Levani is nice. Swadloon's like bull. Oh, I want to crawl in its little house and make it feel better. But it's all frowny all the time. I know. I know. Yeah. (sighs) Like every podcast on the internet, we are funded by Patreon. This is a shout out to all the supporters at the producer tier on Patreon. A huge thank you to Alex, Anthony, Catherine, Matthew, Jeffrey, Kevin, and Cygnus. If you would like to join our community and support the podcast, you can head over to isc.cash for more information.